It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. This is the Lois Wetzel Show, and I'm your host and executive producer, Lois Wetzel, coming to you live at 9 a.m. Central Time from Houston, Texas. This radio show is free all the time to my listeners. I have an archived audio library of spiritual and metaphysical teachings here, available free at any time of the day or night to everyone on Earth with access to a computer. These shows are educational, and most of the time I'll be interviewing others who will be telling about what they know, the books they've written, or the spiritual work that they do. And sometimes I'll be the one doing the teaching, so please join us anytime, either live or later in the archives. I have a free email newsletter to sign up for that, or just to read what's on my website. Go to hotpinklotus.com. Also, I've published two books so far, Edina, Energy Medicine from the Stars, available on Kindle, and Akashic Records, Case Studies of Past Lives, available on Amazon and Kindle. The second book, Akashic Records, is about Akashic Records readings that I've done for other people and the effects of these readings on their lives. I'm still doing Akashic Records readings, so if you're interested, contact me. The call-in number for this show, if you want to make a comment, or ask a question on the air is 347-945-5309. Well, good morning. This is Lewis talking to you uh, from Houston. And I am going to be doing all the talking myself, which is really unusual, but it's in response to a reading I got from... uh, Dr. Peebles, channeled by Summer Bacon, who most of you who've been listening to this show um, have heard me interview Summer Bacon before. She's an amazing um, full trance channel who uh, channels Dr. Peebles, who was a Civil War surgeon um, and who ascended at the age of 99.9 and if you ever if I ever or anyone ever doubted anybody can really fully be a trans channel uh I'm gonna ask summer if I can put that uh interview or reading on the the radio here so you can hear it because it he he knew stuff that I have never told anyone about my childhood and the all of that stuff, and he suggested that I begin talking about myself on the radio and uh so I've decided to do that once in a while, because it it kind of goes against my nature to talk about myself. I like to hide, Um, but I also like to teach, so um, hence the radio show, which, by the way, I only started doing because my guides were jumping up and down and screaming. Now, once you've been meditating as long as I have and uh, following guidance as long as I have, you can't stop listening to guidance. Um, 
And if you do, you'll say, uh-oh, I should not have done, <laughs> I should have not have refused to listen to guidance because um, the guidance is there to help you do what you intended to do before you incarnated. Um, and in this particular case, I had no desire personally to do a radio show. I had no interest in it at all. I don't even listen to the radio very often, except if I wake up in the middle of the night, I now will occasionally listen to Coast to Coast. But um, they were very insistent. I didn't understand why they wanted me to do that, although um, I now do. In fact, uh, there was this really interesting quote from Soren Kierkegaard that I had on, uh, uh, it's on my Facebook page, which, by the way, you're welcome to join me on Facebook. Um, It's just Lois Wetzel in Houston. Um, And the quote was, life must be lived forward, but can only be understood backward. In other words, it's only after you do something that you understand why it was you felt so compelled to do that. Um, If you don't know who Soren Kierkegaard is, uh, look him up. (laughs) He's pretty important in the 20th century. Um, So anyway, I did. I started doing the radio show, and um, I'm glad now that I did because, gosh, I've had, uh, I've met some of the most fascinating people, and they are not people I would otherwise have been, had the opportunity to meet or talk with um, or have conversations with or ask questions of. I mean, people I've read their books and then go, hmm, I'd like to interview them, and I ask them and they say yes. And the first few times that happened, I was going, whoa. But then I realized my guides had a hand in that as well. So um, I've been doing this since, uh, well, for three years last May, and uh, I'm glad I did, and I will probably continue to do it until guidance tells me otherwise. Uh, Sometimes you have to adjust, and if I wind up living someplace outside the United States, which may happen, then I'll have to figure out another way to do this, But and I know it's doable. Um, So... There's that. And in terms of following guidance, it's uh, the only trick to that is to know, to be able to discern between what is guidance and what is uh, your hmm, ego. And um, that's the trick. And the way to get really good at telling the difference is to remember, first of all, that Uh, If there's fear involved, your ego is probably involved because there's always this, um, shall we say, uh, the ego talks to you in your head and it, it uses fear to keep you alive. But sometimes it gets carried away and, um, keeps you from doing anything at all by, um, scaring you every time it's time to do anything the soul wants. Now, the soul speaks to you from the neck down. For example, when you say something and you get cold chills, you know that's spirit telling you, this is a confirmation, spirit's telling you, yes, that's right. Or maybe for you it's butterflies in your tummy. Or maybe it's a warm sensation in your heart. These are all uh, body truth is what I call them. Body truth is the soul speaking to you from the neck down. But when you're having thoughts, um, uh, particularly if they involve fear, 
that's ego. Now, ego's got a job. I'm not saying no one should have an ego. Everybody needs an ego to stay safe in the world. And if you don't have an ego to start with, you're not sane and you don't function well. So what you have is, and we're speaking of the Freudian ego, what you have, you need an ego so that you can function in the world and drive the car and change the baby's diaper and balance the checkbook and enroll in school on time and not miss out on your classes and um, cut the grass so the neighbors don't, uh, you know, well, call the city and complain about your weeds, stuff like that. But the ego is not supposed to decide who you marry or what you do for a living or where you go to college or um, whether or not you have kids. Those are the big things. Those are the big decisions, and those are the decisions that you probably made prior to incarnating, and your soul is the one that's going to, or your spirit or your guides or whatever, the spiritual realm will guide you. And the way it guides you is, for one, I'm sending you little ideas in your head, like little thoughts that just pop in from out of nowhere, and if you express them out loud frequently, you'll get body truth, like we spoke about earlier. One of the most common is chills on the skin. Um, so it's important to follow spiritual guidance. And the way you get really good at it is by doing it regularly. And another way to get good at having a connection between your soul and your um, personality is through regular meditation. Now, a lot of people are confused about meditation. They say, oh, yeah, I sit quietly and think. That's not meditation. That's called sitting quietly and thinking. Uh, In olden times, they called that contemplation. And there are three different functions that you can perform that are very similar, meditation, contemplation, and prayer. They're similar, but they're not the same. And uh, meditation is different than contemplation in that you're not really supposed to be thinking and if you are thinking you're not really meditating so there there are primarily two ways to meditate and this think of meditation as uh, weightlifting for the soul and um, if you are meditating there are two basic ways one is like uh, transcendental meditation where you are and this is what I did the first 11 years that I meditated, starting with the year before I got pregnant with my first child, who's now 36, so I guess I started that 37 years ago. And um, transcendental meditation, they give you a mantra to repeat, and uh, you repeat it again and again and again, and if a thought pops in, you don't resist the thought, you just go, oh, that's a thought, back to the mantra. Because if you resist the thought, and you go, God dang it, I can't stop thinking. I can't meditate. You're not meditating. You're yelling at yourself. So don't do that. It's a waste of time. You go back to the mantra again and again and again until at some point you you will reach the whole point of meditation, which is transcendence. In other words, you go into an altered state of consciousness and you lose consciousness of where you are or what you're doing. And right about the time that you're supposed to be done with the meditation, which is approximately 20 minutes, 
you'll suddenly become aware again, and you won't know where you've been and what you've done. And many people think they fell asleep. They go, oh, I can't meditate. I'm falling asleep. No, you're not falling asleep. That's the whole point of meditation is you're transcending. And if you have doubts about that, meditate sitting up. But anyway, that that's the point of meditation is to go into an altered state of consciousness where you're making contact with your guides or the other side or the spirit world. Now, whether you can remember it or not consciously is beside the point. It's the transcendence itself that's the point. But just like with an orgasm, the more you focus on it, the less likely it's supposed to happen. That's why they let you focus on the, the mantra. Now, there's another way to meditate, which is guided visual meditation, and the point of that is still the same, transcendence. But you're focusing your mind, the monkey mind, as many call it, you're focusing your mind on something else, which is the guided visual meditation. Now, I offer a couple of those for free on my website, hotpinklotus.com. So... um, you can go download some for free. There are a couple of them that come as MP3s uh, that are longer, and I think they cost about seven fifty a piece, something like that. Um, but what happens with a guided visual meditation is you're taken on a visual journey, and you listen to the recording again and again until you get that memorized. And then once it is memorized, you dispense with the recording. And that's when the interesting things start to happen, the really interesting things. Now, the interesting things happen faster for some people than for others. The trick to it is regular meditation. Just like you lift weights on a regular basis, you meditate on a regular basis in order to get the effects that you want, which have to do with spiritual growth. And I'll tell you what comes as a side effect of spiritual growth is greater intuitive abilities, greater psychic abilities, and much more. Um, Now, some of the strange things that can happen during meditation, I'm not going to tell you because that would ruin it for you. You need to discover that on your own, but it is mind-boggling the first time some of these strange effects occur. Um, And it can occur using either form of meditation, either the mantra type or the guided visual journey. Um, But that's uh, it's real important not to focus too much on that, but just to allow it to happen without any judgment or without trying to control it. Remember, you're just lifting weights. You're just doing a repetitive thing so that something can happen not so that you can make something happen, so that something can happen to you that is both spiritual, profound, and holy. So meditation is important. And there actually are ways you can, uh, techniques you can use to meditate to make contact with your guides. One of those is on my website. It's um, the waterfall meditation, contacting your spirit guides. Um And it is specifically designed by me to be a way that you can contact your spirit guides. It's not going to happen the first time you meditate, probably, unless you're a former yogi of great renown in another lifetime. Um, But it will eventually happen if you do it on a regular basis and if you don't give up because you find yourself thinking and you just say, oh, yeah, time to get back to the meditation. Don't make judgments about the thinking. 
So that's how you learn to follow your guidance. Once you learn to follow your guidance, if you don't follow it, like I said earlier, the bleep starts to hit the fan. And um, that's no fun. So that's why I started doing the radio show, because my guidance told me to. So I had to go learn how to do it. I had to find out, you know, how do we do this? And and people helped me, actually. Uh sent out a, a notice on my newsletter. Does anybody know how to do an online radio show? And if so, please give me some pointers. And a couple of people emailed me back, and I called them and talked to them and figured out how I wanted to do this. So, all throughout my adult life, starting hmm, at about the age of 33, I've been meditating, well, I've been meditating longer than that, but I've been following guidance in terms of what do I do with my life, no matter what the cost, and I've given up a lot. Uh, if you want to learn more about that, one of my books talks about it a bit more. Adina, Energy Medicine from the Stars. It's available on Kindle for two ninety nine. Um, so I don't have a lot of patience with spiritual laziness, and um, I'm not going to go into what the definition of spiritual laziness, but I, I may someday, but not right this minute. Um, But if you allow yourself to be guided, what happens is, even though it may look scary at the time, ultimately what happens, because you followed guidance, is that as you look back, you go, oh, wow, if I hadn't done that, then I wouldn't be here and this wouldn't be happening. And this is so awesome and I am so excited. So following guidance is really important in order for your life to turn out the way you intended before you incarnated. So let's talk about that for a minute. Um, Each time we come to the planet, we lay out a plan and we lay out, uh, you know, okay, well, I would like to experience this and that and that. And your guides help you figure out what's in your best interest to experience in this lifetime. And one of the things we all... um, plan for is possible uh, checkout points, points or places in your life where you could uh, decide to, through no fault of your own, um, abort that lifetime. In other words, move move on into spirit like a possible accident could occur. If your higher self says, yeah, this lifetime's not going the way I thought it was going to and the personality is not listening to me and I'm not getting um, the experience I wanted to from this lifetime, so I'm going to take advantage of this checkout point. And I'll give you an example of one. Um, I did a reading for somebody who had a, a lifetime where she was about a 10-year-old boy sitting in a boat fishing off the coast of Italy. And a big um, fish or marine mammal or something came up under this boat in relatively shallow water, tipped it over, and the edge of the boat, it's like a little rowboat, hit the kid on the head, and he drowned. 
And this was a checkout point because there was something coming, um, some sort of war was coming, and this boy was going to be uh, tortured. And the soul did not believe that the personality was strong enough at that point. He had hoped the child would be strong, stronger at that point, and he knew that by the time he was 15 when this was going to happen, that um, it would be too damaging to the soul. And the scar, let's call it scar tissue, to the soul would take too many lifetimes to repair, and it was not in the best interest of that person's higher self to continue the lifetime. And the person I was doing the reading for said, at the end of the lifetime when I gave her a chance to make comments or ask questions, she said, that explains why I felt relief when the boat tipped over and hit him on the head and he drowned. I felt relief, and I thought, what a bizarre emotion. And I said, well, you're feeling what the soul felt, like, oof, boy, thank goodness we don't have to go through that. And she said, that makes perfect sense. So we do have checkout points if things aren't going the way we planned. Um, But we do make lots of plans, like I will meet you and you're talking to this other soul there on the other side with you. You and I are going to meet at such and such age, and I'm going to help you remember that you wanted to do this, and you're going to help me remember that I wanted to do that. And so we plan on meeting certain people, and we plan on meeting people with whom we're going to balance karma and people who are going to teach us and people who are going to, um, and by teach us, I don't necessarily mean in a normal school sense of the term, but I mean create experiences which will teach us. Because no two ways about it, this is the earth school, and we are here to learn through experience which means that there there's no good and there's no bad and there's no right and there's no wrong. There is just experience for the learning and growth of the soul. Now, say you make what most people would think is a mistake by, um, oh, killing someone that you, had you been, let's say, in an automobile accident. You're driving drunk and you make a mistake and... Um, you weren't listening to your guides when they told you not to drink that night or you didn't go to rehab like you should have and or any of a number of other things you could have done to prevent this thing from happening. Um, contrary to what a lot of people believe, you don't go burn in hell for that. There is no hell except what you create for yourself here on earth. But, you may need to experience what it's like to uh, lose a loved one to a drunk driver or to lose your life to a drunk driver or someone similarly affected by drugs or other mind-altering substances. So that's merely learning. And there is no judgment in the Akashic records. At the spiritual level, there's no judgment about these lessons. There is like, well, you got that lesson, but there's over here there's another lesson you didn't get. And so we're going to have to, uh, in your next lifetime, we're going to have to um, work that out somehow, somehow. Or in a subsequent lifetime, we're going to have to figure out 
you know, a way for you to learn that lesson. Because lessons learned while you are in a physical form, while you are incarnate, are learned at a deeper level for the soul than knowing it while you're on the other side. And by on the other side, I mean while you're not in a physical body. Now, some of you may have read the works of Michael Newton. He's written two books, Journey of Souls and Destiny of Souls, where he has hypnotized people and taken them back to... The first time he did it, it was an accident. It was so fascinating, he kept doing it on purpose. Taking them back to... um, lifetimes uh, to the point between lives where they are studying the lifetime they just had or perhaps other lifetimes saying yeah I still haven't gotten that lesson yet and uh, they're with a group a soul group um, in a classroom of sorts and they've got a book that they can flip the pages and watch kind of a movie in the book about that lifetime and the point at which they made a mistake that you know, where they could have learned a lesson and did not, or where they chose to do something that they shouldn't have chosen to do, like driving drunk. Um, And these are fascinating books. If you've not read them, I highly recommend them. Journey of Souls and Destiny of Souls by Michael Newton. Um, He explains very well how um how we go about making our plans for the next lifetime and uh, including the astrology there's a room where you go and plan to be born at a certain time so you can have certain experiences at a certain time and you also collude with other persons to meet each other at certain times when these planets are doing whatever they're doing to help this event happen fascinating books So, highly recommend those. We're going to play a little bit of music, and I'll be back to talk some more in a few minutes. By the way, this music is Karunesh, K-A-R-U-N-E-S-H, and the name of the album is Call of the Mystic.
I believe we can talk to these um, stones, ask them questions. There's a little diva inside each stone, just like there's a diva that accompanies each plant. Each of these things, stones, crystals, rocks, plants, they all have consciousness. And that's what we mean by diva, D-E-V-A. Of course, a 400-year-old tree is going to have a larger diva than a crystal that's the size of your pinky finger. Uh, but to work with crystals and stones, and actually you could apply this same principle to plants, but let's talk about crystals and stones. I have a meditative technique. Um, it's written down. It's pretty simple, but I may just go back and record one. I'm thinking about doing that. Um, telling you how to make contact in a meditative state with the diva of any stone, any crystal. And another thing that's on the website is a free meditation. You can just click on that, uh, and it's just under the heading Free Stuff. There's a free meditation, uh, Sun and Meadow Meditation. I think it lasts about 10 or 15 minutes. Um, you just click on it in, on the website and play it. And then there's um, one called How to Create Medicines of Light. And this came originally from Tom Kenyon, who channels the Hathors, H-A-T-H-O-R-S, of Venus. Um, that's an important thing to know how to do, creating medicines of light. And then I've got a page, and this is, again, listed under free stuff, um, how to use a pendulum to get yes and no answers, which is a way of getting spiritual guidance. There's a link to the free articles, to my blogs, to uh, another link to the first few pages of the book, Akashic Records. But that's also on Amazon now, those uh, first few pages. Um, a link to the newsletter archives, which are free, and go back many, many years. I've had this website for about 12 years. Um, there's a link to Solfagio frequencies where you can listen to those um, musical frequencies. One for each chakra, a different um, frequency. And there's a link to this radio show. So, I don't think I've ever mentioned on the radio that I occasionally channel Archangel Gabriel and it gets published in Sedona Journal. And there's some pretty interesting things in this most recent one, which I channeled in February of 2011 and sent to them, and they discovered it in February of 2012 and published it in, I think, the April. It might have been May, but I think it was the April edition. Anyway, I'm going to read that to you because there's some really important things in it for the time in which we are now living. Uh, because consciousness is everything. And where your consciousness is determines when things get really fluid um, and upcoming over the next six months or so. It's important to know how to control your uh, consciousness, your emotions, your feelings so that you don't manifest what you don't want. Remember, focus on what you want, not on what you don't want. So worry is a way of focusing on what you don't want. It's a misuse of your imagination. It's a misuse of your manifestation skills. So I'm going to read this, and it's from my blog, lotusfirechannel.blogspot.com. And you can find the links to all my blogs under free stuff on the Hot Pink Lotus website. Okay, 
This is the article that most recently appeared in Sedona Journal. It's also on the lotusfirechannel.blogspot.com. Greetings, O precious ones. I am Archangel Gabriel, Lord of the Moon, ruler of the inner and outer tides, coming to you with arms wide open in loving embrace. The waters of your bodies and the oceans, the streams, rivers, and lakes of your earth are the waters to which my title refers as the inner and outer tides. Your emotions are extremely dependent upon fluids, including the water of your body, in order to be expressed and felt. There are some on the planet among the human race and other races who have more or less water in their bodies, and this regulates the intensity with which these various beings feel feelings. For water, you see, is the medium for the transmission of feeling. Therefore, it is important to take care of the water in your body and your planet in order to handle your feelings in a way that is manageable during these intense times surrounding the procession of the equinoxes. As things speed up toward this target date on the Mayan calendar, emotions may become more difficult for you. This is because it becomes easier to move into the place called fear, because this is the place where, in the old energy, humans naturally went in the face of change. At this time, in this period, you are faced with rapid, massive changes. Therefore, your ingrained old energy patterns will allow many to go into fear. This is not advisable. For your comfort and safety in these times of change, during this several-year window on either side of the much-discussed Mayan calendar date, it is extremely important for you to handle your feelings. One way to do that is by drinking extremely pure living water. It is also useful to charge your water prior to drinking it. Two ways to charge water will be mentioned. First, we will discuss how to manage fear. As mentioned earlier, it is important to resist fear and consciously manage the emotions. The reason it is so very important to resist going into fear is that you're becoming more and more capable of easily manifesting that which you focus upon. So it would seem logical, would it not, to focus upon what you want, not that which you do not desire. Therefore, focusing on fear or allowing oneself to feel fear is not a place that it is advisable to be. One may manifest thus that which she or he does not want. And so how is one to respond when slipping into fear? Here is a simple meditative technique which you may use to mitigate the fear and transform it into a powerful force for positive effect in your world. When you notice that you are getting into fear, find a quiet place to sit for a few moments and close your eyes. 
bring up the energy from the earth into your root chakra and then into the upper center of your body at the middle dantian, which is located in the center of your chest. There the energies will mingle. At the same time, link the pineal gland, which is in the center of your head, to your heart center with a beam of light. Now, allow the fear to collect in the middle dantian, which is the large ball of light in the middle of your chest. See the fear come together in a ball. Bring your attention to the light in your heart, which is connected to your pineal gland. Shoot a beam of that light from the heart into that ball of fear, which seems dark, and in so doing, transform the fear into a ball of golden light. When it has fully transformed to gold, allow that ball of light to shoot forward suddenly out of your body into the auric field, about two feet out from your body and in front of your body. Then allow that ball of golden light to disperse into your aura for positive, joyous, loving, energetic empowerment of your field. You can do this daily as many times as you need to do this. It is a positive outcome for feeling the fear which seems so natural to humans at this time. As you progress along this path of expansion into greater aspects of yourself, fear will seem less and less natural. Excitement and joy will take its place inside of you. Charging the water to drink. For charging the water that you drink, there are many techniques. The first I suggest today is holding the glass or bottle or container of water which you plan to drink between the palms of your hands. And while the energy of light running between your pineal gland and heart is established, meaning the beam of light described above, then watch the light from your heart radiate down your arms and into the palms of your hands. Allow the light to come out of the palms of your hands and into the water held between them. This charges the water with spiritual light. See it as white light or white with golden flecks, whichever feels more natural to you. Also, Bless the undines of water everywhere you go, before you drink your water, before you flush your toilet. Bless them as you walk by a river or ocean and as you run water down your sink. In every encounter with water, say thank you, I love you, and bless you to the undines of water. These are the devic beings who keep the water alive, healthy, and usable on this planet. They are critical to the survival of all living things on this planet. It is therefore appropriate to thank them daily for the work they do. The second water charging technique is this. Allow the water to sit in the sunlight and or moonlight to absorb that energy as this is also a strongly positive technique to charge the water so long as the water is held within glass containers. Glass will not interact with the sun's heat, 
such as plastics, will interact with heat, releasing harmful molecules into the water. And while you are thanking the undines of water, indeed, thank the sylphs of air who maintain cleanliness and health for the air that all living things breathe. To the salamanders of fire who are responsible for all fires, including the metabolic fires in all living beings. Thank the gnomes of earth who are responsible for the life force which exists in all the minerals on this planet, whether in the earth or in the bodies of humans, animals, or plants. They all respond to your gratitude by growing stronger. Dimensions and densities. And now let us speak further of energetic frequencies, dimensions, and densities. There is much misunderstanding and confusion regarding what exists beyond the three dimensions within which you understand yourselves to exist. As you expand, you will become more and more aware of other dimensions. It is easier to perceive this if you understand that those dimensions are actually densities. The more expanded or less dense you become, the more you will feel things at a distance. You will feel what is going on in the office next door to you or in the apartment, condo, or townhouse next to you. This means you are expanded into greater awareness of that which is going on around you because as you expand and become less dense, you will feel more. This channel had an experience of having her frequency shift last summer called by guidance to camp at Mount Shasta in July of 2010. She received an initiation on the inner planes within Talos during the night. After this, she began seeing things from time to time with her eyes open, which she had known were there previously but had not been able to see, and which those around her were not seeing. The kinds of things one might see with expanded vision include light beings, cloaked spacecraft, spirits, angels, and so on. Energetic expansion also includes hearing things at a greater distance. Expanded awareness will be intermittent at first and become permanent only gradually. Consciousness is everything. Said another way, everything is made up of consciousness. Because of this, it is important to monitor all your thoughts, words, and deeds because they contribute to the consciousness of others. Kindly do not plant seeds of fear in the consciousness of others. Be mindful of all communications, including electronic ones, and particularly the social media. Social media. This is a global consciousness conduit and must be treated with respect. It is through social media that you as a species will finally begin to fully comprehend your oneness, which has always been but which you are now becoming aware of as you expand. 
what you focus upon as a group, you manifest more powerfully. This is becoming more and more relevant and so is becoming more important to understand. Fear-based communication injected into global group thought is not in your best interest as a group or as a species. Be therefore mindful, dear ones. Project faith, hope, love, and joy to others. Plant seeds of goodness in others by your thoughts, words, and deeds. These shall benefit you so well. I am Archangel Gabriel, Lord of the Moon, ruler of the inner and outer tides, loving you and blessing you, O precious ones. And that concludes the channeling of Archangel Gabriel that uh, was recently published in Sedona Journal, which I did back in February of 2010. But I don't think the time was right yet, or they wouldn't have not found it. You know, they kept it around for a year before they published it. Um, so there's that. And again, the name of that blog, if you want to go back and read, uh, there are quite a few things that were channeled there. Um, lotusfirechannel.blogspot.com. And I've got a couple of other blogs, too. Uh, one of them is called Sirius, S-I-R-I-U-S, hyphen B is in boy. Healing Core, and that's uh, on the Hot Pink Lotus website uh, under the link Blogs. On the right, there's a list. And then there's the Hot Pink Lotus blog. It's the first blog I wrote, and it is about journeys to sacred spaces, and it is going to be turned into a book later. You can read it now on that blog free, but you've got to start at the beginning, which is, means you on a blog that you scroll down to the first post. And then there's the Archangel Gabriel Transmissions, lotusfirechannel.blogspot.com. And um, there you have it for the blogs. Uh, let me remind you that um, I'm still doing past life readings. If you're interested in getting one, just go to my website, hotpinklotus.com. There's a page on there called Past Life Readings. You can just go there and learn more about it and see if that's what you want to do. And besides the past life reading, you can also tack on a life mission reading, um, which can be very handy to know what you intended to accomplish in this lifetime. Um So following guidance, let's go into that a little bit more. We've got about mm, 10 minutes left, 9 minutes and 54 seconds, according to this page I'm looking at. Um, so following guidance, it most of the time, certainly not all the time, most of the time when you are being guided to do something major, you're going to resist. Uh, well, let me put it this way. I resist. I don't know that you will but I think a lot of people do. It's really easier to uh, sit in front of the television and drink beer and eat potato chips than it is to step out and take a risk. Um, but the payoff for stepping out and taking a risk is much, much greater than sitting in front of the television 
drinking beer and eating potato chips. Uh, so you never know where these, where your guides are taking you. Um, but it's important to follow guidance. And and here, this is popping into my head. Uh, and when something pops into my head, I know it's not a thought now. I've finally gotten in my old age. <laughs> gotten smart enough to know that uh, it's not really a thought. It's somebody saying, oh, and don't forget to say this. And it is, well, how do you know that the the guidance you're getting is coming from the your really guides, you know, the good guys? How do you know? Well, this is important. It's important to know how to distinguish between um, guides who are telling you to do things that are in your best interest and that of the planet and ones that are not the good guys. And there are a group of light beings actually called luciferics and uh, they're not devils or demons or anything. They're just light beings that don't understand what we're doing on this planet and they think suffering is stupid and we should just, you know, have fun and enjoy ourselves and um, get out of here as fast as we can and they will um, sidetrack people and keep them from doing what they came to Earth to do merely out of their own ignorance. They don't live on a planet like the Earth School where they've come to fast-track spiritual growth so that they can go on to the next level of um, beingness as a spirit. Uh, we do eventually get to the place where we don't reincarnate anymore. We become master souls and we leave this school and go on to do something else. Don't ask me what because I haven't done it yet. Um, and these luciferics, uh, it's real easy to tell them from the other beings. The first thing they're going to do is they're going to tell you uh, how great you are. They will pump your ego because remember, egos know who you're supposed to be listening to. It's your spirit guides or your higher self or your soul or your angels, your guardian angel, the spirit the spirit beings who are on your side, not your ego. So Luciferics will pump your ego. Well, how do they do that? They tell you you're so amazing. You are this great being. You are this amazing, important, wonderful being that everyone should just be bowing down to you you're so great and your accomplishments are so amazing and you know you used to be so special in another lifetime and you've got you know you're not being given the kind of respect you should be given in this lifetime and on and on and on they pump your ego now a true light being who's there to help you do the job you came to do is not going to pump your ego they may support you if you're feeling not big enough or not enough to do this. Um, but when, for example, I was bringing in, initially bringing in Adena energy medicine to the planet and these beings from Sirius were coming to me and saying, would you please do this? Uh, this is one of the things you intended to do in this lifetime. This is the time you're supposed to do it. I said, well, why me? I mean, why why have you chosen me? And they, they simply said, why not you? They didn't pump my ego. They just said, why not you? And I went, uh, uh, I don't know. 
so I did it, and I'm glad I did it. Um, and there is a book on Kindle, um, available on Kindle for two ninety nine about that whole experience of talking to light beings when I was totally unaware that anyone else had ever done it. Well, except for people in the Bible. Um, but I didn't know about Tom Kenyon and the Hathors or anything else like that. I didn't know Nikola Tesla got most of his ideas from beings from Sirius until much later. I just knew they showed up in my treatment room one day, and I could see them with my eyes closed, and I could hear the answers to my questions inside my head as soon as I asked them when they were in the room. Um, So they don't pump your ego. The good guy, light beings, don't pump your ego. They might say, you can do this, you you have all the tools necessary to do this, will you please do this? But they're not going to tell you you're the greatest thing since sliced bread. Your ego tells you that. And so do luciferics. Another easy, easy way to tell the difference between the good guys, good guy light beings and the luciferics is that when you ask, if you think some beings are talking to you, ask them who they are, that you need to know their name, and you need to know where they came from, their their location, their origin, and who who they are. For example, an entity comes to you and says, you're amazing, you're wonderful, and I want you to do this really special thing for the... For the Earth, you ask um, who they are. If you if it if you haven't been tipped off already, they tell that they're telling you you're the greatest. Ask them who they are, their names, and uh, where they come from. They, the the luciferics will become elusive. They won't tell you their names, and they won't tell you where they come from. That's point number two. They get elusive. They pump your ego, and they won't tell you who they are or where they're from. Um, the third thing is, because these beings are lazy, okay? The third thing is they will not send you confirmation out there in the 3D world that you live in. Luciferics won't. The good guys, the ones you want to listen to, the ones who won't lead you down the garden path, in other words, lead you astray, they will send confirmation. So they may tell you something in a meditation or a while from, and my, uh, when I was working on people and they'd come into the treatment room, they'd tell me something and then they would give me confirmation in the real world. And that's the most important thing because luciferics are too lazy to send you any kind of confirmation. And uh, what does confirmation look like? Oh, uh, Somebody spontaneously sends you a website or you're surfing on the web and you find something that confirms what they've told you in meditation. Um, or someone gives you a book or you see something on a billboard that's confirmation. I'm running out of time. I didn't think that would happen. Okay, come back next week. I don't know what we'll talk about, but we'll talk about something. Thanks for coming. Thanks for listening. Luminous Blessings. Karunish again. Call of the Mystic.
Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.